Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. You're back with different quality audio, because I'm back at my parents' house. Mm, but for some reason, it doesn't sound as bad as it used to this time. No, I think, well, things have slightly changed in this room. This used to be my recording studio. I'm going to put the pen down because it's going to pick up on the mic. <laughs> You, you act like we use Yetis that are the most sensitive bitches on the entire honestly, planet. Honestly, though. Honestly, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, the room that I'm in is like just a random spare room in the house that kind of got left up to to whoever. It used to be a spare bedroom, um, mm-hmm. but we honestly, like we kind of bought the house with the intention of a lot of family coming over from the UK fairly frequently because we do have a very big family. Mm-hmm. But and that has happened on several times, but it's kind of like all of the family comes at once rather than like one or two people <laughs> come. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so we don't end up using the spare room as much as like anywhere near as much as we thought that we would. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just like a random room for us to do whatever we want in. So while I was living here, um, it was my Twitch studio and like the wall's still here with all my shelving unit and my like trinkets that I have on it. And it, that was kind of like what it was when I was a teenager, me and the twins, we used to call it the studio or the snug. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we had like a couch in here and this is where we had all of our Minecraft sessions until like 4am eating pizza on the floor. And like, it was the kind of situation where we would have um, plug in fans that would work for our computer, our laptops, because they were so old and we were running so many, sh- so much shit on them. And um, then we'd have our like laptops stacked on books. We would have um, like, like, like as much like cooling as we could possibly fit into it because we were playing like heavy modded Minecraft on shitty like school laptops. Um, it was that's fun, great. Uh, that's wonderful. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and now, right now, it's my mom's sewing storage room. Um, so it's got, like, loads of fabric in it. So I think that's probably why the sound isn't too, too bad in here. Although the couch has been removed and is now up in my mom's office um, because she's she doesn't actually sew in this room. She sews in her office. But mm-hmm. sewing... If you're a, if you're a seamstress, if you like to sew, or if you're a crafty person in general, you understand how much things accumulate. So, um, especially if you're a thrifter, and my mom loves to go secondhand shopping. So whenever she goes and she finds like nice fabric, she'll just pick it up because fabric's expensive, right? If you buy it from like the Bolton a fabric store, mm-hmm. so she'll go around secondhand shops and shops, and if she finds like a sheet in an interesting fabric that hasn't ever been used or has been rarely used normally they're like 100% cotton or like really nice fabric right um and you can get them from a secondhand shop for like four dollars for like an entire sheet like you can make a whole pair of pants with that mm-hmm. so Moral has a lot of like fabric here so but I think anyway tangent is point being it's probably the reason why the sound isn't too too bad is because there's a load of fabric in here mm-hmm. makes sense makes sense so I had a brilliant idea this mm-hmm. week what was that? So, did I tell you that I got a dumpling steamer? No. So, myself and my cousin decided to put our brains together, considering that Walker and Bree moved in next door to mm-hmm. me. And so, with them being on the other side of this duplex, Bree and I decided to put our brains together and decide that we were going to get a bamboo basket for steaming. Mm-hmm. So, we made gyoza. Mm-hmm. which I will send you a picture of now. Mm-hmm. 
I uploaded it to both of the Instagrams. Ooh, delicious. So, yeah. So with that being said, I got ramen this week. It was the first time I've gotten ramen from while? the place here in town. Yeah. I I went with the girlfriend last weekend mm-hmm. and I decided to make the waitress put her money where her mouth was. Oh. Because whenever I ordered my ramen, she was like, do you want it regular or do you want it spicy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not even a question. Make it as spicy as humanly possible. She was like, well, we got a paste that's made from uh, Carolina Reapers. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you might want to, you might just want to try it first, just <laughs> okay. to be sure. Yeah. And in my brain, I'm like, all right, challenge accepted. Give me as much of that as humanly possible. And I won't even try it. It's going straight in the ramen. Yeah. So I put every bit of the paste that they give me in the ramen, down it all, drank the broth. The whole nine yards didn't bother me too Mm -hmm. much. Like it actually had a really nice flavor. So it was delicious to Mm -hmm. put in the ramen and it had a little bit of a kick. Mm -hmm. But for something to claim to be made with Carolina Reapers, no. Right. But anyway, with that being said, so I got ramen this past week for from the local place for the first time in months. Mm-hmm. And instead of the normal pork that I get in it, because they were out, instead they've implemented new beef dumplings. Ooh. And as soon as I saw that, my brain started spinning because I am a very avid eater of Mexican food, tacos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I've come up with a new dinner idea that intrigues me to no end. Although it may be blasphemous, I have to try it. Okay. Taco gyoza. You know, as a fan of taco pizza, I think you should go for it. I mean, I think we're going to do a game night with like the whole friend group, the girlfriend, everybody. And we are going to take like taco meat and queso or steak and queso, wrap them up in the gyoza and steam those bitches and just see what happens. Mm. Because I don't think you could go wrong with that because the taste of gyoza wrappers are very similar to that of corn tortillas. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe the only difference is gyoza wrappers are made with flour, whereas corn tortillas are made with cornmeal. Right. So very similar textures, and the taste is very similar. It's just flour instead of cornmeal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's not too much of a difference. Just like a flour so like, tortilla and a corn tortilla. Just not as thick. Because mm. flour tortilla is thick. They're thick. Comparatively. Beasty babies. Yeah. I had But so I, had I was like, this is a great idea. Mm, had burritos the other day. Like two days ago? We did home- I had a burrito for lunch today. Oh, I love burritos. We did homemade burritos. Well, I say we. Mom did. <laughs> That's the nice thing about being home. Uh, mom made food. Mom made food. I love it. Yeah. Although I made burgers for us the other day. Ooh, love a good burger. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I also had a burger for dinner today. Oh, burgers are so good. We had a- me and my mom had the Beyond Meat ones, and my dad mm. and my brother had- See, this is how much I pay attention to the meat that goes on in my family. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. Some kind of beef burger, but like Angus beef, I think. I don't know. Ah, Angus beef's good. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, what you get from the grocery store. Like not too fancy, but it does the job and it tastes good. Angus is like the American version of Wagyu. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's like the American graded system of like the beef that we produce, I guess, both in Canada and here. Mm -hmm. So that's like the American equivalent, although it doesn't get graded anywhere near as high Mm -hmm. as Wagyu does. That's pretty much the American 
the equivalent. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, I'm in Alberta, so Alberta beef is like a huge thing here. Yeah, Alberta beef is pretty much world renowned. Yeah. So it was so, Alberta beef. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's one thing that like is very interesting to me is because obviously where I grew up in the UK, it was lamb that was like the delicacy. Mm-hmm. Um, or like if you were fancy, then pheasant. Mm, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had pheasant. But pheasant kind of grosses me out because you don't. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody does it anymore. But um, yeah. you used to like hang it from the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, after you've bled it and like when it drops off, like when it has just like deteriorated enough to fall from the ceiling, then that's when it's good to eat. Like, it, I don't, um, I don't know. I think it has something to do with the fact that it's so like greasy, like duck, but I don't really know. That's just the rumors that I've heard. And I'm fairly certain that was back when like pubs were called taverns. So, you know, you know, shit like that intrigues me. Yeah. Because somebody somewhere had to try that it's it makes me think that it's like like the rich dude at the farm was like like the the manor house owner the lord or whatever of the land was like i only eat fresh pheasant and then one day some poor horse muck cleaner dude forgot a pheasant in the back that was hanging behind like a i don't know behind the door or something and then like a week later Mm. it's fallen from the ceiling and he's like well i gotta eat so i'm just gonna eat rich people's pheasant because i've never had it before because the lord only likes his fresh pheasant and then he was like this is actually pretty good and then he started bragging about it and then the lord was like and rumors spread up to the lord and he was like hmm this is a new delicacy because everyone's saying it's the best thing ever because obviously they've never had pheasant before so they're saying it's the best thing that they've ever eaten so i'm gonna say that like emperor's new clothes kind of thing like this is the best thing ever Mm -hmm. and then he goes and tells all those rich buds that if you are a true lord or lady of the land then you would eat pheasant that's fallen from the ceiling after a month and then they all eat it and all get sick but they still believe that that's the delicacy to have it that's my theory I think there's somewhere in like an Arctic climate, if I'm not mistaken, or it might not even be Arctic, Mm. but there's a climate where there's a particular bird Mm -hmm. that you take and you bury into the ground for a few months. And then after a while, you dig it up and then you eat it. Interesting. Which again, begs the whole point of somebody somewhere had to be the first person to try this. And was it an experiment? Yeah. Oh, did they forget? (laughs) And then remember and be like, hey, what happened to that thing? But still, somebody ate it and That's it became cute. like a tradition. Like, this is what you eat. Like, it's like, on I this love the story. Of, holiday. Yeah, it's like, I love the story of Worcestershire sauce, of literally that. Like, they had a sauce that they left in the basement and it just stayed in the cellar for like years. And then they went back to it and it fermented and they were like, oh, we should try this. And it tasted good. And they're like, this is good. We should sell it. And it's like, that's how Worcestershire sauce started. It was, it was, they forgot about it in the cellar for like years and then they tried it. I mean, I'm I mean, glad they did. That explains that taste. Yeah, I'm glad they did because it's good. But like, also, you weirdo, don't eat things that have been in the basement <laughs> for like months. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it's very good, but also harkens back to somebody had to try that. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. The innate thing that the human composition comes to whenever it comes to its ability to survive Mm. and also its innate stupidity just never ceases to amaze me (laughs) yeah also i've begun my yearly rewatch of your line april and are you dead yet uh not yet so we have decided to 
So myself and my buddy Nick decided that Wednesdays we're just going to sit through it till we get done with it. Okay. And this is Nick's first time that he has oh. seen it. Okay. So you you can obviously see where I'm being the asshole here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to get weekly updates on this until you finished. Well, so we got halfway through it this past Wednesday. So we're going to wrap it up this coming Wednesday. Okay. So I will get you an update whenever we record on Thursday on Sounds how good. he's doing. Sounds good. Oh, my mom says hi, by the way. Oh, hi, mom. I'll let her know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's all it is, is just us saying hi back and forth. It honestly is, yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. That's me with pretty much everyone, because I am an introverted asshole. <laughs> same. Same. There are people that I haven't messaged on Instagram for, like, years, and I still consider them close friends. Like, it's dumb. Right? And, you know, it's something that I've toyed with, because as someone who is extremely introverted and also has a lot of self-confidence issues, I bring myself to the question sometimes of, you know... There are all of these people that I consider close friends, but how do they view me? Oh, I hate that. And yeah. I, I get it. Like, part of me in my brain knows that they feel the exact same way about me. Mm -hmm. But also, it's there's terrifying. still that bit of me that's like, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're like, overselling yourself a bit there, mate. Yeah. It was like I was on TikTok the other day, and sometimes I come across these like dramatic reenactments of like stories of people's lives, which is like mm -hmm. short story times. Um, and there was this one of this woman who was saying that she had been um like that she, her her best friend or whatever was it, I think it was like an am I the asshole thing. Mm -hmm. Um oh, yeah. yeah. And uh and she was saying that her friend someone who she considered a really really close friend was getting married and she wasn't asked to be part of the bridal party and that mm -hmm. made her feel really upset because she considered that person a really really close friend and it's becoming clearer and clearer to her as like the the wedding progresses that she isn't considered as close a friend to that person as she is so she was like trying to figure out how to like whether or not she should verbalize that she's upset or like does that make her like is she an asshole for like being like why am i not part of your bridal party you know um mm -hmm. but she was like i don't know how to navigate this because she would have been like the top of my list if i was getting married and having bridesmaids like she's that always been like the number one in my head is who i would go to but it's becoming very very clear to me that i'm not even in like her top five ten you know Mm -hmm. um and i was like oh my god that sucks i feel so bad for you she ended up being very nice and respectful and like i think she was a really good person but um mm -hmm. it's just like oh my god i could not i could not imagine that is so stressful and it's one of those things too like as someone who has been a part of quite a few weddings mm -hmm. and have already been invited to be part of weddings in the future it's one of those things that stands out to me of although i've been in a lot of wedding parties mm -hmm. i've never been the best man yeah. And yet I know whenever it comes time for me to eventually get married, I would have a really fucking hard time mm -hmm. choosing who my best man would be. Mm -hmm. And so I sit back and think and I'm like, you know, shit ain't fucking fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's like one of the things with the twins is that I've always said that I get to do their something blue because they they're the ones who gave me the nickname blue. So it's like, it, you know, you know, the rhyme uh, something Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Yeah. So good luck. And I was like, I, mm -hmm. I, I get to do your blue. You gave me the nickname. That's it. 
But we've also always joked that I'm the type of person to just get hitched in Vegas by an Elvis, you know, like it's, it's never. I could see that. Yeah. It's never been a big deal for me, like a marriage, because I don't think it, like, because I'm not religious as well. I don't have like the, like I never grew up going to church on Sundays or anything like that. So I don't have mm. that um, like religious aspect to it, which I feel like is, is not a lot of it, but I, I am, there's plenty of non-religious people who want the big white wedding. But mm. I didn't have that like weekly like ritual of going going every week and and experiencing those things as a young age. And I've only been to a couple of weddings. Um, and uh, and I don't know. I it, it's not really something that I would ever do. So I mm. don't think that I have to worry about <laughs> picking people for my bridal party. But then I, I'm also very aware that like weddings aren't necessarily for yourself as well. Quite often weddings are for family mm. members. So if I had a partner that was like their family was like very big into to like very traditional like big into weddings or whatever or if they had like a different culture to me like it maybe they're like I don't know Indian or something and like it's like a very different experience than what I, mm. I imagine then maybe I'd be more down but like right now the idea of a big white wedding just terrifies me well it's one of those things to where I'm right there with you mm-hmm. like I don't want like a grandstand wedding or anything along those lines because that's not me yeah. I'm, again, I'm a very introverted asshole mm-hmm. to where I want to crawl into my skin and fucking die whenever people are singing happy birthday to me. Mood. Yeah. Like, that is the most awkward shit on it's the fucking hor- Oh, like when they watch you open presents. Ugh. Yeah. And especially, like, I don't know if y'all have dealt with that on Christmas or not, but I know here, like, whenever or at least we used to, like everybody would have to open their gifts one at a time. Like they would hand one out, you open it. Everybody's like, Ooh, ah, okay. On to the next one. Mm. Like, no, like just let everybody open their shit all at once. So that way not everybody's eyes are on it. Like it just, Oh, that kind of shit bothers me. So especially whenever it comes to weddings, that's just, that's just not me. And if it's a cultural aspect, like I get it because I know in quite a few cultures, like weddings are absolutely like massive and so important to the culture. Whereas I think here in the States, it's just a giant fucking marketing scheme, like with engagement rings and shit like that. Like it's all just marketing. That has come together in a capitalist society of how much fucking money can we make off of this one thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. again, that's just me. I don't know if that's like me projecting like my own no. like hatred towards awkwardness onto something. Yeah. Or... No, I get it. I get it. Like, I mean, like I said, like I come from a family that isn't too big into to weddings. Like my parents, they both got married at um, the registry office. And then they went and had like a party at a pub and that was it. Like they both dressed up nice, but she, my mom and dad say that the the couple that got married ahead of them just got married in jeans and a t-shirt. So like they didn't spend oh, a lot of Tony money. Tony Cowell wedding. <laughs> so, so they didn't uh, spend a lot of money on their wedding itself. But then they had a month long honeymoon here in Canada where they rented an RV and like drove across the whole country. And to me, that seems so much more appealing is spending your money on the honeymoon and getting experience or like having maybe like, I can see those people that have a destination wedding with like their parents and siblings and like one or two close friends and they go out and they, and then they have a holiday with their friends. And then after like a week, their friends go home and then they spend like another week just as the couple, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that like, seems- it's one of those things to where if it were like, if it were up to me, mm-hmm. I would want to get married in Japan, like under the cherry blossoms and mm-hmm. like the giant cherry blossom park. Mm-hmm. And it'd just be me, my partner and official yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then we could do a reception whenever we get back. Yeah. 
that way everybody could like get to experience like the party and the gift giving and all that other shit that kind of comes with it. Yeah. But again, for me, like I would much rather get the experience of like not having to do all the awkward shit in front of a group of people and also get to do it in, in my opinion, what is the most beautiful setting you could possibly get married under. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, everybody's got their own ideas whenever it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And then, it, then again, going back to the, the who would be your best man conversation, it would be really useful, I guess, if your best man and maid of honor were also a couple. So if they came mm -hmm. to Japan, then they could split off and do their own thing and it wouldn't be like weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would, that would definitely work. Yeah. Anyway, we went on a real tangent there. <laughs> Yeah, that that is probably the most far out tangent that we could have possibly have went on on this podcast with like little bitty anime bits sprinkled in. Yes, to, guess, yeah. Tie it together. Yeah, how do we get here? Your line uh, April, I think it was. How did your uh, line April yeah, end up in weddings? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Oh, but awkward we, friendships. No. But wait, how did that? Oh no, I yeah, I don't remember how we got. Here. We're talking about fly fishing anime. This week. That's what we are, yeah. So, <laughs> so Slow Loop is the anime that we're covering. This week. yeah. So Slow Loop is considered a sports anime. Not yeah. shocking, I guess. I mean, it's more recreational fishing, but it technically falls into the sports yeah. category. So we're gonna roll with it. Mm -hmm. The manga was written by Maiko Uchino. Mm -hmm. It's a seinen. It's currently running. It began September 22nd of 2018 and has a total of six volumes. The anime was directed by Noriaki Akitaya. Mm -hmm. It's made by Studio Connect, who is known for things like Death March and a Parallel World Rhapsody and Orsuki. Orsuki being a harem anime that I have seen a few episodes of, but dropped for some reason or another. I think it was just because... If I remember correctly, and I, for some reason, whenever I saw that name and looked it up, it reminded me of you. So I think I've talked to you about that anime before. Does that ring a bell? Uh, not the name, but maybe some imagery would. So the biggest thing I remember about it is the bench. <gasps> yes. Okay. So you and I have had this discussion before. Yeah. I Where think the so. dude, like, like where he constantly gets brought to the bench. It's like the bench is following is following him around. And anytime he goes to confess to a girl, it's just like, no, no, I only think of you as a friend. Like the dude constantly gets shut down by every chick that he thinks he's gonna confess to, and there's always the bench. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a weird fucking harem anime. Looking back on it now, what I have in my brain makes me think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, this is weird. Why Why am I watching this? I think our senses of humor over the years of watching anime has just gotten weirder and weirder and weirder. I think the podcast has warped us, too, to where I feel like we don't take things as seriously, but also more seriously. Yeah, we're more critical of serious things, but we're also able to just enjoy things for their dumbness. So listen, you want to rewatch Dive? <laughs> Honestly, I think I think we would have a very different experience watching Dive now. You're right. Negative five out of ten. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you. <laughs> All right. 
And the original run of Slow Loop was from January 7th, 2022 to March 25th of 2022 for a total of 12 episodes. Yeah, so it's just gotten wrapped up. If you are interested in watching it, you can find it on Funimation. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the the key one. That's it. That's the that that's the only place that you are able to find it. Yeah. Well, I and uh, keep in mind, do not sign up for a Funimation subscription whenever it comes to watching this, because Funimation technically doesn't exist anymore. So you can technically watch it for free. Yes. If there is a yeah, if there's like a a free month trial or whatever on Funimation, I don't know if there is, but if there is, do that. <laughs> Yeah, do that. Do not pay for a Funimation subscription. Funimation is swatching. For some reason, it was like switching Switching and flopping. So just swatching. So anyway, with Funimation merging with Crunchyroll, Mm -hmm. there, let's put it in business terms for a moment. There's a merger. Be sure to cancel. Fuck, I can speak. I'm not tired. (laughs) Be sure to cancel your Funimation subscription and flop over to Crunchyroll. Yes, do that. Yeah, okay, so surprisingly, Slow Loop is... Well, I suppose, okay, not too surprisingly. is a PG-13. What? Yeah, that... I mean, there are some... Like, I wouldn't say adult jokes, but, like, some... I don't know. There's alcohol. Yeah. So I guess that kind alcohol. of is what really pushes it. Yeah, like, like alcohol, I people think, getting drunk. I think it was the same thing with Laidback Camp. Laidback Camp was a PG-13 as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it is just the act of camping with alcohol that makes it a pg-13 um but uh, if yeah. like again parental discretion is advised in my opinion this is fine for all ages yeah like anybody can enjoy it now this one does deal with death a little bit yes now like nobody dies during the it, two yeah. main characters are brought together due to deaths on both sides of the family mm-hmm. yeah so Again, it deals with death in that kind of way. You never see it. There's no gore. It's like reminiscing over it and bonding over it. Yeah. So I guess just because it broaches the topic of death as well and it's talked about, I could see that potentially being another reason as well. I feel Mm. like the show can be enjoyed by everyone. The older audience will appreciate it because of how deep the show gets. Mm -hmm. Like the show has a lot of depth behind its cute characters and overall like fishing arc yeah but there's enough deals with a lot of that as well out. for like a younger audience to be entertained oh yeah without a doubt the mm-hmm. characters personalities like surface level kids would absolutely have a ball over mm-hmm. the show's brilliant for everyone mm-hmm. yeah okay um so it is rated this is one of the rare shows that is actually rated higher on my anime list than it is on anime planet uh, not by much but there is a, a oh. slight difference yeah so on anime planet is a 3.6 out of 5 or a 7.2 out of 10 and on my anime list it's a 7.26 out of 10 so rounding to a 7.3 so that's very very rare vast majority of the time um anime planet is like 0.5 to a whole point higher than my anime list Mm -hmm. so that's interesting to me especially because anime planet has less interaction like most people use my anime list like um the good example is that this one has been voted on uh 14,253 times 
on my anime list, but on Anime Planet, it's only been voted on um, 527 times. So there's quite like thousands of difference there, quite a big difference. But it's very interesting to me that my anime list is higher because normally it's much more critical on my anime list, which it gets the more results. So that's just something to bear in mind um, that is unique about this anime. Um, it has a dropped rate right now. Again, this is another one of those ones that it's only been out for a couple of months. This drop rate is probably going to fluctuate between now and the end of the year when I'll go back through and do the whole drop rate again, just update all of them and see what our drop rate order is for our awards at the end of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. Right now, it's sitting at a 12.88%. So that's quite high, but I'm not shocked about that because it's very niche. It's very niche. It is incredibly, like, it had no fanfare going into it. I was just captivated the second I saw a screenshot of fly fishing, and I was like, we're watching this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that if you like slice of life animes, if you enjoy the laid back camp, if you like comfy, cozy, um, like, just like you don't have to pay attention to the story. Like I was painting whilst watching this. And so and it's not dubbed right now. So it's subbed. Even just listening to it. I could tell what was going on. Like I could tell when the seasons were changing and then like I would glance up and like I would know what was happening because it is 12 episodes, but it does go through an entire year. So um, there's it's one of those stories where it is linear. There is a linear story to it, but it's more like, like with like Back Camp, how each episode is kind of them going camping at one time. This is very similar, them going on a fishing trip pretty much per episode. So it expands mm. a good portion of time. So yeah, it's it's based around our main character Hiori, who um, her uh, mother is getting remarried. And is that a is that a spoiler? No, no. Not really, first episode. But, I don't think you can fucking spoil anything about the show. Yeah, yeah. I it's very laid back camp. It's fishing and introduction of new characters. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing really new brought about the show no no so so it's it's based on Hiori and um uh and her dad was a very avid fisher but he passed away when she was quite young so he didn't get to teach her a lot more than just fly fishing he said that he would teach her like how to fish on like a boat and like sea fishing deep sea fishing and stuff when she got older um but she was too young at the time so she only learned fly fishing um and so it's kind of her experiencing her friends and her new life with her her new step family and uh her learning more about fishing and then just like shenanigans at school and during the summer and on going on break and going camping um and it is majority cast girls but unlike laid back camp it's not a hundred percent girls there are some like younger males and older males throughout the story Mm -hmm. Because um, I think Light Back Camp doesn't have any males in it at all, does it? I don't. I mean, other than mm. the main character, I think it's, is it Reen? Yeah. Her... I think other than Reen's grandfather, yeah. that's primarily it. Like, like every now and then there might be one. Yeah. 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 Whereas this has some more, I won't say like this lead characters, but definitely yes, secondary figures. characters that are male. 
Um, and yeah. that's that's probably the biggest difference between this and Late Back Camp. The shenanigans are very similar. The characters are very similar. The character design is similar. One thing I will note about this anime is the profiles of the face were very interesting to me because the... the... Go, ahead. go ahead. You go. No, you. Okay, fine. No, you. Okay. Uh, but the the noses were very interesting, the way that they had been drawn, um, because it's like forehead and then it slopes down to a nose, just like a, a like a ski slope or like, I don't know, just the slope, points up to a nose. And then from the point of the nose down to the chin is just one line. So there's no like under the nose, like nostril indentation. It's just tip mm. of the nose down, um, which feels more like, animal-esque in a way like I, I would imagine like you would do a hedgehog face very similar to that see i think that design worked well considering how often the show ended up swapping to gag expressions agreed i think it worked very well and i think it was very unique i just yeah it, it was one of those things i definitely noticed while watching the show it's like ah oh, that's cool they have a, a unique art style mm. and again it was incredibly unique now keep in mind the background art is not as photorealistic as laid back camps mm -hmm. is but everything fit and whenever it went ham on the background art it's like this show went fucking ham on the water yes yeah so not so much with the scenery but the water animation fishing animation and some of the animation it did on the rods and reels of the show too was excellent yeah there was a lot of really good detailed um animation was there any cgi in it I think there was some, I, I kind but of it was very, minimal. very little. Yeah, the only time that I was like, is that CGI was, um, I think, in episode 11 or something, when there's a shot of our main character who's reeling in a fish, and it's like a shot from the other side of the lake, and it looked a little CGI, and that's the one where I was like, huh, is that CGI in this? I'll have to ask Brad, because you have a better eye spotting it than I do. Um and, uh, the biggest CGI things that I noticed were the vehicles mm -hmm. of any means, whether it be car and or. Here's one thing that kind of took me out of it for a little bit. Okay. Why the fuck did the fishing boats look like mini warships? <laughs> I don't remember what they look like. They look like mini warships. And that bothered me. I don't know if that's how japanese fishing boats oh, I see. are made mm -hmm. but my goodness they look like warships yeah yeah i don't know maybe i don't i don't know maybe i don't know either and again it didn't really bother me too awful much yeah just took you out of the anime that's a reason it, like it, it took me out of it yeah yeah that's important to note though um so with that um, I'm going to check on the spoiler warning. Like we've said, though, it's very hard to spoil this kind of anime because it's just like shenanigans and and like like the most that we could spoil would be the punchline of a joke because there's not really much of a plot to spoil in a way. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, oh, I will say before the spoiler warning, though, um, if you know nothing about fishing, this is very informative. If you know nothing about cooking fish, this is very informative. This has better recipes in it than Food Wars. So, um, like... Depends, though. They're, well, they're properly... Food Wars anime, yes. Food Wars manga, no. Okay, fair point. But they're, they're properly, like, you need a measurement of this to make it. So I think that's another one of the, the reasons why this an anime is so, like, casual viewing is because it kind of is a let us teach you how to fish because we enjoy fishing a lot 
in a casual fun manner. Like that's kind of what this mm. feels like. I mean, honestly, though, you can tell that this is kind of like a love story to fishing in a way because the amount of detail yeah. that went into making the show. Because it teaches you how to create your own flies. It teaches you how to put line on your rod, mm-hmm. use a reel. Mm-hmm. And again, like Blue said, it teaches you how to cook and like how to properly prepare things. Mm-hmm. Like about sashimi and, and stuff. Like. Yeah, and like how to fillet a fish like it teaches you so many different ways to go about like prepping and dealing with fish mm-hmm. it was just brilliant yeah yeah and it, it covers a quite a lot of fishing as well so although it's kind of described as a fly fishing anime that's only because that's where the main character starts at there is progressing progression through other different types of fishing throughout the rest of the anime as well so mm-hmm. um bear that in mind but yeah that's that's where i'm going to put on the full the full spoiler warning on here it will make you want to go outside though so (laughs) be prepared to want to go fishing after this yeah uh i i less so much the fishing for me more the flask of hot drink outside where it's cold Mm, i actually just want to go fry fish just fry fish yeah yeah no i've never been a fan of fish even when i ate meat and the fact that i grew up in in england do you think i would have quite a palate for fish but um it's never been my favorite See, I'm a big fan of fish. I'm a big fan of salmon. Mm-hmm. I love salmon, especially fresh salmon. Mm-hmm. Grill it. Oh, so good. Yeah, my brother and my dad like cod. I know that's like a... I think that's just what you traditionally have a, a fish and chippy though, so... Mm-hmm. Cod is good deep fried. Things like bass mm-hmm. are extremely good deep fried as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it kind of depends on the fish and how you want to prepare it. I know mahi-mahi goes well for tacos if you mm, yeah. grill it and blacken it. Mahi-mahi mm-hmm. is delicious. Yeah, I, I've i always been much more of a shellfish person. I remember getting crab sticks on the beach when I was like five or six and just eating, like, you mm-hmm. know, like kids have like ice lollies or popsicles. <laughs> that one, that one yeah. took a while for me to translate. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I would have crab sticks. That's that's what I'd have on the beach all the time. They're my favorite. And um, yeah, I've always been a, fa- a fan of prawn and scampi and shrimps. And like that's that's where my fish palate goes more than mm-hmm. more than big fish. I'm a huge fan of shellfish as well. Mm-hmm. Crab is delicious. Lobster is delicious. Shrimp. I could go buy a whole bag of frozen shrimp defrost those bitches and just munch them whole bag yeah. by myself 150 shrimp fuck it it's gone honestly i i could have as well before before i became vegetarian my granddad he was a pescatarian and i uh i get it i get it because fish is well shellfish is very tempting to me mm-hmm. i very much considered going pescatarian mm-hmm. But now, due to inflation, fish very expensive, so no. Yes, yeah. I think the only way that it's reasonable to be a pescatarian in today's market is if you live in a beachside town and you have easy access. Like, that's that's kind of the only real way where it's like, I don't know, I couldn't imagine on today's economy just, like, running out and grabbing fish for dinner every day. That's so expensive. Yeah, like, if you can't go down to a fresh fish market, mm. nah, fam, not today. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So back to the shawl. Before we go on another tangent, we've been tangent central today. Pretty much. So on a scale of one to ten, how adorable is Koharu? 
Oh, so stinking cute. So dumb. She is very much like the Megumi or what the what is the name of the pink haired girl from Laid Back Camp? Um, I shall look it up because I cannot remember. Cause she's like a dead ringer for like right in between the two. Yeah. Um it's it, it uh my brain just went to shit. Just gone. All gone. What's new? <laughs> Narishiko. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Not a very memorable name. Not a very memorable name, but she lives in my brain rent-free anytime I think about camping. Yes. Or also anytime I yawn, because anytime I'm tired and somebody tries to get something out of me, I have that gif of her yawning, waiting on the train, and I will send that to them. Yeah, I was going to say, she comes to mind whenever I think about gifs, so. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is probably due to me sending that shit a lot. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, this is, well, yeah, you, but like, this show, Laidback Camp, and Tanaka-kun are like gif central. Oh my god, I'm so glad you brought up Tanaka-kun. I have to go off on another rant. Okay. Tanaka-kun is no longer on Crunchyroll, and neither is the first three seasons of Food Wars. What? So, you know how all of the shows are licensed by Sentai Filmworks, correct? Yeah. So, with the merger of Crunchyroll and Funimation, Sentai has decided to pull all of their licensing and move all of their shit over to High Dive, considering they are a subsidiary of AMC. So, if you want to watch Tanaka-kun again, or Food Wars, like once the licensing on Seasons 4 and 5 of Food Wars run out, you got to go get yourself a High Dive subscription or buy the Blu-ray DVD box sets of those shows to be able to watch them going forward. Hmm. Oh, right. Well, that's um, frustrating, to say the least. Yeah, I I figured you would have issues with that, I but I, I still... Yeah, so I figured I would bring that to your attention just because I meant to talk about that last week and I forgot because we haven't done a new segment because I haven't been keeping up with a lot of new segments. I have some that I deem important. That one was important. It just slipped my mind because I didn't have any photo notes in my phone. I just checked. But yeah, Netflix I figured that conversation. I was like hopeful that it might be there, but it's not. <laughs> Don't talk to me about Netflix right now with those bastards taking off your line April. <sighs> Honestly, all of the best shows are being ripped from their homes. Uh, it upsets me, but thank God Crunchyroll has both the sub and dub of Your Lion April. And, you know, after going back and watching Your Lion April subbed again for whenever we covered it and then rewatching the dub mm-hmm. while we're going through for Nick, mm-hmm. it has just really been brought to my attention how much care went to the dubbing of that show. Mm hmm. The voice actors and actresses for that show were cast beautifully to where they are very, very, very similar to the Japanese dubbing. That's good. I'm glad about that. It makes me wonder about whether or not the voice actors themselves listen to the sub and try and replicate the cadence. I think a lot of that has to do with the dubbing director. Mm. I think that's kind of like the biggest part of it because some shows do a good job with it some shows do a poor job with it and in fact they do such a poor job with it that the lip dubbing if not redone looks terrible mm-hmm. but in the case of your line april like they cast it beautifully to where it sounds similar the cadence and everything flows beautifully mm-hmm. so 
again, it was just a tangent that I felt like I needed to go on while I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck to write a script for upcoming YouTube content. So be sure to look out for that on the YouTube channel. <laughs> but it's shit that I'm like majorly trying to pay attention to. And it's also shit like that that just absolutely blows my mind with the amount of care that goes into some shows versus others that just don't get that level of treatment. And I don't know if it's because of budget. I don't know if it's because of casting decisions. I don't know what it is, but the fact that some shows pull it off flawlessly. And I guess that's why shows like that sit in my all time favorites. Whereas others that do a poor job of recreating it don't, I don't know. It's just shit like that. that yeah. Gets me. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, good to do the shout out for recognition. I would be interested to see if they would ever dub Slow Loop. I don't know if they did. They end up dubbing Layback Camp. Was it popular enough? I don't know. I it's extremely popular though. So yeah. if they haven't dubbed it, I don't know why they haven't yet. I don't know if it was just extremely popular in Japan because. Mm. I mean, at this point, my way of telling whether or not something is huge over here is TikTok. Right. So that TikTok is pretty much my way of like trying to figure out which shows to keep up with as far as like a week to week thing goes, except for I decided to throw all of that shit out of the water mm -hmm. and decide that I'm going to watch so much shit week to week right now to where by the time this week is over, I will be watching 12 week to week. <laughs> uh, yeah you're crazy i'm watching so much shit but it's fine i'm having a blast they have just absolutely spoiled us this spring i think we've got like 29 new anime coming out weekly what? and i'm watching at least a third so nice <laughs> we're having a good time hiccup hiccup yeah so anyway fly fishing fly fishing yes okay so hiccup. um I don't really think that it's super necessary for us to go through and talk about this linearly, lin episode by episode. I would just say, honestly, we should just almost, like, in essence, give, like, our overall thoughts and final thoughts on it, and then just kind of give a grading at the end. Yeah, kind of. It's, there are some very, like, I want to say key moments, but there are moments that stand out in my brain of, like, being fun times, like, the cultural festival was one where I was mm -hmm. like, oh, well, of course there's a cultural episode. Um, cultural it's a slice of life anime. Of course, there's going to be a festival. autumn festival. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised that there wasn't a Hanabi festival um, chucked in there as well. But there was mentions of goldfish caught at Hanabi festivals. I mean, hey, it's close enough. Yeah, it got it got mentioned. Yeah, and uh, yeah, goldfish eat their own eggs. <laughs> Sorry, my brain died. Do what? Goldfish eat their own eggs. The snack that smiles back? Goldfish. <laughs> oh, what has this podcast evolved into? Uh, I was just going to say the pizza ones. The pizza flavored goldfish. The, the salt and vinegar ones are really weird. I don't think I crack. I don't like salt and flavor flavored anything. I do. I think we spoke about this on last week's episode, how I have it with chocolate. I feel like we've had this conversation multiple times. Yeah. In fact, I feel like you and I used to have this debate quite a bit with Pixels back whenever you streamed. Mm. Like, I feel like we would go to war over shit like that in the chat. Yeah, my favorite crisp flavor of all time is prawn cocktail. My least favorite is ketchup. <laughs> you best be quiet about that around Canadians. Uh, I'll, <laughs> hey, these hands are rated E for everyone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> 
Ketchup chips suck. Uh, I like them. They're not my favorite, but I'll eat them. You know what? To smooth things over with the Canadians, as a hill I will die on, maple syrup really isn't that bad. That uh, isn't that bad. I, I personally hate it just because I got food poisoning and that was the last thing I ate before said food poisoning kicked in. Okay. So I cannot stomach maple syrup. However, I understand the appeal. So it's not really that bad. Do you like corn syrup? Like Aunt Jemima's? No. No. Anything syrupy is just dead to me. Even like fruit syrups? Yes. You want to have like Saskatoon berry syrup? Honey is as close to a syrup as I'll get to putting on anything or in anything. What about like Italian sodas where they put the... The The hell is in Italian soda? (laughs) It's, It's like a sweet syrup. Like... What do you? What are those things that you have like that? That we get shaved ice and then you put a syrup on top. What's that called? Shaved ice. Is, is that just what it's called? A snow cone. Yeah, like we literally call it shaved ice or snow cone. Snow I guess cone. it kind of depends. Or we used to. So back in my childhood, back in the day, I'm about to date. Yeah, I'm about to date myself mm. for. And again, this could be a thing to where it could just be a Southern Tennessee thing, and the rest of the world has them. Like y'all assholes still having fruitopia and we can't get that shit here in the States yeah. and I'm still upset over that. I have some in my fridge right now. <sighs> I'm upset. Anyway, so we had things called slush puppies growing yeah, up. Yeah, well, I had them in the UK as well. I don't know if they are out of business in the UK, but yeah. Yeah, so slush puppies for to the younger audience that has no clue what they are slush puppies were slushies or snow cones or however the hell you want to call them where you get a cup at the convenience store mm-hmm. you pull a little nozzle to where it shoots a bunch of liquid ice into your cup and then you get to put pumps of the most tart sour but delicious fruit flavored syrup into your drink mm-hmm. and it got to the point to where i guess the syrup got so expensive to where you were allowed no more than two pumps of Sith syrup in your drink. I was going to say, a lot of the ones in the UK were pre-mixed, so the syrup was already in the machine, and then you would pull, like a slushy, you would pull the leaf, and it would come out. Um, and they were still branded slush So puppies. that's what we went to. Yeah, so they swapped over to the pre-mixed kind, mm-hmm. I guess, whenever they phased out the slush puppies. Mm-hmm. But God, I remember in my childhood going, and then being the asshole that paid absolutely zero attention to the two-pump rule. <laughs> would wait till the gas station clerk was like not paying attention and then just pump the shit out of the blue raspberry because the rest of the flavors were okay but the blue raspberry was the most tart out of the flavors i would put so much in there to where if i even sniffed it my face would contort from how sour it was let alone taking a sip yeah, see, lime's a huge... God, I miss those days. Lime's a huge flavor in the UK, so we used to get lime ones as well. Um, and they were mm. always really sharp. Um, but yes... Yeah, the lime flavor was good, but that blue raspberry, man, it just hit different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so funnily enough, slush puppies for a certain generation in the UK has just become, like, the term for, for slushies. Mm. So you know how, like tissues are just kind of referred to as kleenex by a lot of people Mm, and a lot of sodas are just called coke especially in the south Mm -hmm. in the uk there's a couple versions of that and slush puppy is one of them like um Mm. uh, all slushies are just referred to as slush puppy because of that specific brand there's also um vacuums are called hoovers 
because of Henry mm-hmm. Hoover. I feel like we've talked about that before. Probably, yeah. So, like that particular instance, anyway. Yeah. So, so it's because it's both a noun and a verb. Like you do Hoover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like it's a very similar state here as well whenever it comes to slush puppies, mm-hmm. because since things have went over to the premixed version, and it's always the blue raspberry and the cherry, mm-hmm. like those are the only two flavors that are available now. And even now, those flavors take taste nothing like the original. Mm-hmm. But whenever I talk to people, and especially people younger than me, about slush puppy, they're like, yeah, we had it. And I'm like, no, the fuck you didn't. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I feel the same way as well. Especially since the sugar tax in the UK, I guaranteed if I went back there, they wouldn't taste anywhere near the same. Probably not. Yeah, because there was at my local swimming pool, there was a um, a little section where the parents used to sit, um, and it was like a cafe that was never open. But one of the things that they did have available was a slush puppy machine. Um, and, uh, like genuinely, I don't think I'd ever been to the swimming pool when the cafe was open, but the slush puppy machine was open on rare occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going to the swimming pool and being like, I want one, I want one. It was one of those things that I couldn't get every time. Um, I think I probably had it maybe twice mm-hmm. in my entire life. And I went to that swimming pool pretty frequently. Um, and, uh, and it was like the, the biggest of treats as a small child. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Nostalgia. Let us know if you ever had a slash puppy at home. Yeah. Also, let us know if you had the original or the newer version. Yeah. And what is your favorite flavor? Yeah. Or just in general, what's your favorite snow cone slash slushy slash slush puppy? Italian soda. We rambled. Um, An Italian soda is, uh, I think it's pretty much just sparkling water, but I'm not sure if it's like anything different or if it's like, um, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's basically carbonated beverage i think it's just carbonated water and then they mm-hmm. put in basically slush puppy syrup huh into interesting it. yeah and so you go uh, like i don't know it's at certain like small family-run cafes occasionally you'll get an italian soda i think it's because it's easier for them to upkeep as opposed to having a soda machine mm-hmm. and it's fancy as well so they can up the charge um because then they can have like their wall of coffee syrups and then their wall of italian soda syrups and then it's mm-hmm. it's just sparkling water with with shit in it. Um, oh. yeah, I, I think it's sparkling water. I don't know. In my head, it's sparkling water. Sparkling water is fucking outrageous. I like it's it. CO two in water. <laughs> no, see, I understand that because I'm one of those people that every now and again when I'm drinking like a coke or something, and I'm like, would I like the flavor if it wasn't carbonated? Like genuinely, if I had this flat, would it taste good? And I'm like. Okay, so Pepsi has come out okay. with a helium-infused Pepsi. Oh. And so I don't know if you've heard of, I think it's Guinness that's done like the helium-infused beer. Okay. To where it's not carbonated, it's flat, but it still tastes like a carbonated beverage, but it's just smooth. So apparently Pepsi has come out with its own variant of that to where... It pours like that beer, like it even has the head on the top, but it's not fizzy and, but apparently still tastes exactly like Pepsi. And so I really want to go hunt that down just to try it solely for the fact of, like you just said, I'm curious. Yeah. Well, because like in my brain, the carbonation shouldn't change the taste. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, like it's just TV static, yeah. essentially, in a beverage. So if I don't like it when it's not carbonated, does that mean I don't like the drink and I'm just drinking it because it's fizzy? <laughs> well, as someone who enjoys water but hates the taste of carbonated water as itself, yeah, I think it would just depend on the certain type of beverage. Now, I will drink carbonated water if I put flavoring in it like Mio. Mm-hmm. Especially the caffeine Mio, because that shit is wonderful. For our UK listeners, he means squash. That's a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a whole tangent in and of itself. Yeah. This whole episode has been a tangent. My apologies. I am really fucking tired as we sit here and record this. It's after fucking midnight. It's honestly just that squash, (laughs) the squash Mio situation is just one of my biggest marketing like mind blown situations and or pet peeves to have ever existed mm-hmm. and i'll explain it to you after your story but yeah no no we we've definitely had the conversation okay. before i'd solely just bring that up just because i know it gets you flustered oh, so why would i not but okay yeah for those okay for those listening who haven't had the episode i just have to explain this because it's literally like it i i it's a complete marketing genius but it also makes me rip my hair out so there's this thing in the UK that's been a thing for my entire life, my parents' entire lives, like probably over a hundred years now. And it's just squash. It is a, a, it's not a brand of drink. It's a style of drink. Um, If you've had, like Rabina is probably the most international version of squash, which is a blackcurrant flavored concentrated fruit juice beverage. It's like sugary, syrupy, it's basically like it's it's a basically a syrup, a concentrated fruit syrup thing. I don't know. And you have it in the UK. It's very common. It's like mainly water, and then you put a little bit. Of, well, you put a little bit of squash on the bottom of your glass, and then you put water in, and it's like a fruit drink for kids. And when we refer to squash, like we're talking about all of that. And there's a couple of big brands. There's like Robinson, and there's Robina, and there's a couple of other big brands that do it, and they come in juice boxes. And you have them in your packed lunch at school and you get served them on like field, like on um, like sports days and stuff. You'll have like parents handing out like cups of squash, you know, like it's like the biggest drink that you give out to kids, at, like just constantly um, in the UK. And then in North America that it didn't exist. And when we emigrated, I was like, oh my God, squash doesn't exist. What am I going to do? Everyone has juice instead. And it's like fruit juice or like, fruitopia which is kind of fruit juice but also isn't you know <laughs> or like a minute maker mm-hmm. it's concentrated fruit juice and then uh and that so that was like very bizarre to me this question didn't exist and then after about five years of living here i started seeing mio and there was another brand i can't remember what it was oh i think it was like um kool-aid but kool-aid started doing liquid sachets as opposed to just the powder um, mm-hmm. and they were branding it as this, like, new revolutionary thing that didn't exist, and they were calling it, like, have Mio in your drink, and we're trying to rebrand it as, like, to make it, like, a Hoover vacuum, a Kleenex tissue kind of situation, and all of us Brits are saying, you just invented squash. You repackaged and rebranded squash. Anyway, that's my tangent. It's been a thing. It is a thing you can buy in huge bottles in the UK rather than just these stupid little one-use tablet things that they have over here that are so bad for the environment anyway okay tangent over so ops and eds okay what what'd you think i think we sports resort i see it especially that opening bit i get it 100 mm-hmm. percent. i see it i was telling brad about this earlier i um was listening 
to this show. It was on Funimation as it is whilst I was um, doing my painting. And of course, Funimation has an autoplay mode, which by the way, freaking pisses me off that it takes you out of full screen mode when it autoplays to the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. I could just, I could see that. Yeah. No other, no other one does that. I think it depends though. Like if you have it on true full screen mode, yeah, it was on. Then it might do it. It was on but, full screen mode. Yeah, so I have mine on full screen, but not like full mm. full screen. If that makes sense, yeah. to where you still have like the border of whatever browser you're watching just up in the corner. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the screen is it, and I don't have that issue. It's literally only like the full on full screen mode where you get that. But why? So don't don't click the extra full screen. Button. But I like it being extra full screen mode because otherwise, when it's like a dark screen, especially if you're like watching something that's like like a horror or something where it's like mainly the majority of your screen is black then you end up with like your white tab on the top then just change your tab color to black but then when you have a bright sunny scene then you have a black edge i don't like it i want it to just remain in full screen mode and it pig pigs me off I was, it pisses me off and bugs me is what i was gonna say and i ended up with pigs me off <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, i love that yeah it's great um Okay, yes. I was watching it. It was going through. So I ended up listening to OP and ED a lot more than I normally do because normally I'll just skip through them. Um, I'm so proud of you. mm -hmm. Um, And as I was doing it, my ADHD was going crazy. I was like, what does this remind me of? What is this noise? And I was like, it's Wii Sports. And I was like, no, it's not. It's Wii Sports Resort. And so I went and I looked up the YouTube video. And that's like, okay, so you type in Wii Sports Resort theme or Wii Sports theme. And on YouTube, the first results that come up are like 10 hour long, repetitive Wii Sports Resort music. I'm like, who is listening to this for 10 hours long? Like, So with that being said, do you want to hear one final like funny story? Yes. So among our streamer friend group, we have started a new tradition of anytime somebody falls asleep in the Discord call... Mm-hmm. We moved them to a specific channel called This Motherfucker is Asleep. And we get the Me6 bot to pop into the chat and play like an eight hour long lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's the most brilliant thing that anybody has ever come up with and it's just it's a running gag now anytime somebody leaves their pc on and walks away for long enough and goes to bed or does something they immediately get put to sleep that's funny (laughs) i love it so much we haven't mainly we haven't even really discussed the show much we've just been rambling uh but also we've talked a lot about the show in the sense of fly fishing Yes, yeah. And also how adorable our main characters are and how in-depth the show goes with fishing. I mean, it's one of those things to where I can't stress it enough to where if the concept of the show interests you in any way, whether it be the fishing aspect or learning how to cook fish, go watch the show. Yeah. like It's worth a watch. It's so cozy. It's so easy to watch. It's something you could turn on on a rainy day and just enjoy yourself with. Yeah, 100%. I do. Like I said, though, it makes me want to get a flask of like coffee or hot chocolate and a, what do you call them, a thermos and go outside and wrap myself in a blanket and sit on the porch. You know, I want to sit on the front porch and like have my flask 
<laughs> and just sure. like, sip while it's raining. That's what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, like with a with a a book that smells like book. Book that smells like book. You know Got what I mean. it. <laughs> like some books smell like new, and then other books smell like book. Mm, yes. Uh huh. Got it. <laughs> books smell like book. My bookworms out there will know what I mean. Um, no, no, I, I get what you mean, but books smell like book. <laughs> it makes sense, okay? Hang on, let me pull up Twitter really quick. All oh right, tweet, yeah. quote, book smell like book. Yeah, I want a book that period. Like book. End quote, return, slash, at <laughs> Blue Lavender 2022. Yeah. Tweet. Okay. Anyway, cool. <laughs> you were saying, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what we wanted to. I also there was um cute dad and mom moments with kids. I feel like this. Okay, so it's a very common anime trope to have kids. I, I'll say anime and manga trope to have kids that are kind of thrust together in family situations when they're like when they don't know that it's happening um and it kind Mm -hmm. of feels like this is what happens in the show we do get more context later on in the show where it's like actually there was discussion about it beforehand but when you first start it kind of feels like um surprise i'm getting married and you have a new sibling Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a very common anime trope in this case it wasn't so much like that but it did kind of feel like that early on um but yeah i do like the positive interactions that we get with step parents and step siblings throughout the show i like the um level of bonding that we get and the the respect that is given to the deceased parties and to the kids um and i like the like little moments of like like learning about each other and learning how to be a proper family dynamic like for instance with the i want to go camping i think it's i want to go on a fishing I want to go on a fishing and camping trip, episode nine. I'm fairly certain that's the one where um, the girls want to go camping by themselves, but um, their dad or stepdad deems them to be like, it deems it to be unsafe and says no. And so they kind of like start the episode of them like protesting and then coming up with a plan to like, very similar to laid back camp. I feel like they did something similar to that as well as like, if you want to go, a certain distance you have to like have a good plan and, and yourself set up and they do that in this show as well um and there's a cute little moment in there where the stepdad goes I, i'm not just talking about my daughter here i'm also talking about you like like you've got to look after each other and it was a really sweet like little moment mm-hmm. um also there was some shopping fun times oh um i did also want to say ow my shoulder i heard that <laughs> Distract- stomach chan is retired we now have shoulder chan honestly um, I did also want to say that I liked the addressing of hobbies are not gendered. That is a theme mm-hmm. in this show. Um, as a girl who was in Boy Scouts as a kid, um, I do kind of get the vibe of feeling a little bit uncomfortable telling your friends that you do a hobby that isn't necessarily for your, for your gender. And I feel like this is something that is possibly more 
difficult for boys than it is for girls. I mean, obviously, in this case, you get the example of you're only doing that because you want the boys to like you, which is a common concept. But I do feel like it's more common to see a guy getting ripped to shreds for like taking dance classes or something. Mm-hmm. So, and so with that being said, don't gatekeep anything. Yeah. Like if it's not hurting them, it's not illegal, anything along those lines. Don't gatekeep. Don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and hobbies are not gendered. And, uh, yeah. So I feel like that was a, a good one to address. If you are a parent and you're listening to this and you have a kid that is maybe in a sport or activity or hobby or whatever that is not stereotypically connected to their, their gender or their gender identity. And, um, are feeling a little bit out of sorts about it i genuinely feel like this would be a good anime to be like hey you should watch this it's really cute you'll enjoy it it's a good comfy time and at the same time it is promoting the thing of like do what you do because it's fun you know Mm -hmm. agreed i don't actually know how many parents we get watching this but i do like to address you i bet there's like one out there that's like me a parent Mm, well i know we had one reach out to us on twitter that was like hey so i really uh like i really like the show all that but definitely not something i can watch around my family because you know we like to say fuck a lot yeah i we we are not a show that is pg no i we tried we did we made it through two episodes blue cuss the first time and then after that that opened the floodgates for me to say whatever the fuck i want yeah honestly i feel like well i also feel like it would be very difficult for us to have a pg show when a lot of the shows that we cover are not pg themselves so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to market this as an anime podcast for all ages if we then recommend shows that are r-rated or whatever because i feel like that's Mm. just going to attract a young audience that are going to be like well i'm going to watch it anyway you know so also with youtube being in the state that it's in we got to be real careful about how we label these episodes (laughs) for legal reasons too so fuck it not for kids no i don't think this is for kids i am i'm targeting this for adults and above like adults and above if you're above an adult, let me know, because I haven't met one yet, but... I mean, could could above adults technically be senior citizens? Oh, don't tell my dad that. He just turned 60. That'll be fine. I'll never hear the end of it. It'll be the worst. He'll be gloating. Senior discounts. We are... Me and my mom were talking about that. We're going to drag him to all of the shops now, because we were at... Where were we at the other day? I think we were at just, like, Value Village or something. And they were like, ah, oh. they said to my mom, oh, do you do you qualify for the senior discount? My mom was like, oh, not yet, a couple of years yet. And um, and they were like, ah, oh. uh, and then we were joking, oh, my dad does though. Um, and, and she was <laughs> like, oh, you should just put them in your pocket and drag them around. And I'm like, yeah, we need to do that now because like that's a lot of money that saves up throughout the year, you know? I mean, right? Like 5% here, 10% there, like that adds up. That's like the kids whenever you go to the movie theater, oh, how old are they? Like, oh, they're they're 11. Mom, I'm 12. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You're 11. Yeah, the, now I have a student uh, a student ID. Like, everywhere I go, I'm like, do you have a student discount? Do you have a student discount? Do you have a student discount? I mean, might as well use it and abuse it while you can. Right? I'm like, I've only got a limited amount of time while I can do this, so I'm going to get mm-hmm. the shit out of it. Like, come on. Like, it, it's one of those things to where if the discounts and the money saved, could in theory be worth 
the amount of money that it would cost, I would go back to school. <laughs> just for the I would make it like online school and as cheap as humanly possible just so I could get my hands on like super fucking discounted like After Effects and Premiere and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, Amazon has student discount. Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon does. Yeah. Spotify does. Yeah. So much shit offers cheap shit. Yeah, I have um, full access to all Adobe like programs during my four years of school, like complete free access. All of Word as well. All of the Microsoft things are free for me. Lots of different like 3D software editing programs as well that are like, because I'm obviously in art school, so like a lot of animation programs are are free for me to use during my four years. I am not in the animation program, so I have absolutely no idea how to use them. But um, yeah, because we were talking about, we were doing a class on like 3D models and stuff. So we were like taking photographs of objects and then rendering them in programs to like be able to have a 3D model of a direct object from photographs, photogrammetry. We were doing photogrammetry. and uh, that was like freaking insane. And then they animate those photographs, and it's. Um, we saw an exhibition that was at the school for it. Freaking nuts, dude! You sciencey people are weird. Math computery people. Look at Doctor Stone. Are you surprised? <laughs> no, I'm not. Not at all. Boom. But yeah. Point made. Okay, what do you rate it? Seven and a half. Yeah. Um, Actually. Mm. Did you prefer it to Laidback Camp or not? I definitely prefer laid back camp, but I'm such a bigger fan of art. I am with you. So therefore laid back camp was just more cozy Mm -hmm. for me. This was fun. Don't get me wrong. And I really enjoyed it. However, comparing it to, ah, fuck. What did we cover? Uh, What was the last thing we covered? Uh, You know, I feel wrong giving science fell in love and i tried to prove it a eight and giving this a seven and a half so i'm a knock back science fell in love and i tried to prove it back to a seven and a half just so they're equal because i feel bad trying to put them beside or trying to put science fell in love above it Mm. because i feel like i enjoyed this one equally as much just for different reasons but also the cgi in this one took me out of it Mm -hmm. to where I could have given it an eight, but there is some shit that kind of took me out of it. So seven and a half is just what came to mind first. So I'm going to roll with it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that as well. I found laid back camp to be more immersive. I know for a fact that I was working whilst watching laid back camp for the first time. And it distracted me from my work to the point where I didn't actually get any work done because I was just watching the show. Um, whereas mm-hmm. slowly didn't have that same level of, grip power for me I do kind of feel like it is a little bit of a poor man's laid back camp um which sucks because I don't want to feel that way I think it's good in its own right but it's so similar in not just like the plot and the fact that it's like going camping and stuff and it's a bunch of girls but in specific characters like you see character traits within these girls that look that are so similar to the laid back camp girls that you can't kind of get rid of that out of your mind whilst watching um Mm. and I feel like that that was that I feel like they're just kind of too similar um and I relate more to laid back camp I have a lot more personal experience camping than I do fishing and I've 
I don't know. I kind of, I just prefer laid back camp. I like that our main character in laid back. Because, yeah, again, it's the same thing. It's like quiet, reserved main character that knows a lot about the thing meets bubbly, crazy secondary character who doesn't know a lot about the thing, but wants to learn a lot about the thing and gets very involved very quickly. Like, Mm. that's... You see what I mean? Like the 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 two, the primary character and the secondary character are both almost exactly the same, a complete reflection of each other. So you can't watch the show if you've watched Layback Camp and not directly compare them. Um, so I feel bad making this comparison, but this really feels like Walmart Layback Camp, if that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And and I feel like it's not fair to try to sit here and compare this to mm. laid back camp. But again, it's like with Tonica Coon and ReZero and other shows that have set the standard for that particular quote unquote genre. Mm-hmm. We have such a high standard of things that we have previously watched to where, and especially something like this that comes like directly at something mm. like its predecessors that we've covered. It's hard not to, and considering how high of a standard that we hold laid back camp to, Mm -hmm. it really does feel like it's a cheaper version, and there's nothing against the show. I had a really good time watching Mm -hmm. it. It's just I could not shake laid back camp from my brain to the point to where that's how I describe the show to Blue. I was like, hey, laid back camp at fishing. Let's watch it. Yeah. Yeah, and so that being said, if you enjoyed Layback Camp, I do think that you will like this show and I think you'll have a good time. I still feel like, unless you have like a, an affinity towards fishing, I feel like you will always kind of deter back to Layback Camp. I think the thing about the, the two shows as well that's quite interesting is because Slow Loop is so specific to fishing, Layback Camp is more relatable to the general populace. Like, I feel like the amount of people that have gone fishing versus the amount of people that have gone camping. Like, more people would have gone camping, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like... And because Lightback Camp has, like, more breaks in it, I guess, like, it's it's still camping every episode, but it's also, like, shenanigans at school. Whereas this did have an episode of shenanigans at school, but it's also, like, they didn't have, a like, a school club. But because Lightback Camp is kind of based around a camping club at school, I feel like it has more breaks in it and more... Um, like, I don't know, it just, I, yeah, I, I agree. I do feel like this is kind of like a a lesser version of laid back camp, but not to the point where I like, I don't think it's lesser. I just think it's more specific. Mm. Yeah. It's much more niche yeah. compared to laid back camp. That kind of had a bit more over arcingness to mm-hmm. it, but still go check it out. It It's well worth a watch. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. I just realized I hadn't actually verbalized that out loud. Seven. Sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. I just think that most, like, I would recommend Light Back Camp over this. Yeah, 100%. But still, if you like fishing, go check it out. Or if you've already seen Laid Back Camp and you need something else to scratch that itch, go watch this. Yeah, 100%. I stream twitch.tv forward slash Brad Carter Gaming. Also, Instagram, same handle. Yeah. Blue, do the socials at Blue Lavender STM on the Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the podcast have socials as well at BNB Anime on pretty much everything. And also on YouTube, we're at BNB Anime. If you are currently listening to this on YouTube, be aware that you are listening one week behind our Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other listening, like audio only platform release. You're one week behind. 
So if you want to listen to the next episode right away, just hop up, hop on over to an audio only platform and find us there uh, because you'll get two episodes. Yay. Um, and uh, yeah, so be sure to drop us a follow or subscribe, depending on which platform you're on. And it, let us know in either the DMs or the comments section, any of the questions that we have asked about throughout this episode and your thoughts on today's show, as well as the episode, uh, as well as the um, show itself. Uh, because yeah, like I said before, and I will say it again, we are just two idiots who like anime. We have zero qualifications about reviewing anything. So if you disagree with our opinions or, um, you, I don't know, agree with our opinions and want to let us know, um, hit us up in those comment section of the DMs because we love to learn about your perspectives. I think that is how we grow as commentators and as reviewers, like loosely, I say that term loosely, um, uh, is by by getting your feedback as well. So we'd love to hear about it. Um, and then also the website. Website has had a bit of a glow up, although it does have some tweaks still needing to be done, but it's there and you can download the episodes directly from the website if you feel like doing so, um, which is www.bnbanime.com. That everything? That's everything. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week. Q. Yeah. Because as voice actors, why wouldn't we watch an anime about voice acting? Bye.